The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to WISN, the Retirement Clinic is on the air with your host, Jeff Kowal, founder and senior financial advisor of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good. You know, we were just talking before the show started. The 4th of July in the rearview mirror. At this point now, and we're going to get into financial things like reminders and Jeff and what you do retirement, but doesn't it seem like summer is going to just whiz by? I hate that. Actually, once the 4th of July hits, it just screams by. You're right. Uh, But, you know, summer is full swing and you may be thinking now isn't a great time to think about your financial and retirement plans, but the truth is your financial plan doesn't take a break in summer. Uh, Bills still need to be paid. Retirement goals need to stay on track. That's why now is a great time to work with one of our fiduciary advisors. Give our office a call, 262-522-4040. How's that for sneaking that little... <laughs> Very subtly. A little subtle, aren't I? Actually, it's, it's a good point. If people have questions for you, Jeff, we generally just say call. Call the Cowell Investment Group, headquartered in Waukesha with many other locations. We'll talk about those in a moment. Call 262 262- 522-4040 with any questions. Also, your website, Jeff, you're on social media, thekowalway.com. Please check that out. Yeah, and you can go online, and I think that's it's an easy way to get connected with us. Go online. There's a way that you could start your retirement planning process with us. Heather will get back to you right away. It's just a great, easy way to do. We'd encourage you to do that. That's how a lot of clients get started with us. I mentioned the Coal Investment Group. Yeah, well, let's talk about the locations, Jeff. I mentioned the phone number is the same for all locations. Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, in Racine, right off the freeway, Highway 20 exit. Great location in Heartland as well, Jeff. Um, Soon to be in Delafield, too. So that's pretty exciting. That's coming up. I just got an email about that, and I haven't asked you yet. Soon to be in Delafield. Uh, So you are going to be up to how many locations? One, two, three. Six. Six. Pretty exciting. We're growing. We love our clients, and that's our success is due to our clients, that they care care about us, that we care about their success in retirement, and they, in turn, care about us, which we appreciate. Uh, but if our clients do well, we do well, and that's the meaning of a fiduciary advisor, that we take care of our clients. We always put our clients' interests first. That's all it's been with the Coal Investment Group since 1987, 36, 37 years, 36 years now. Really? At the Coal Investment Group, always putting our clients' interests first. We were fiduciary advisors before it became popular to advertise that. The fiduciary term that you hear so much, just what is it, Jeff? Again, it's an it's a obligation, it's a responsibility to always put our clients' interests first. And there's no conflicts of interest with that. We we always look out for what's best for our clients. And um, Again, that's, that's what we've done since we started. We, we call that the COAL way. We always put our clients' interests first. And that is the website. The, it's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Both Jeff and Aaron Kowal, Jeff's son, have been named to the Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors. I got to I gotta break on you every now and then, Jeff. This <laughs> is a big deal. You're in the Forbes list of Best in State Wealth Advisors uh, this year, last year, and then in 19 and in 2020. So uh, experience, 
a great staff, many of whom we hear Monday, Monday through Friday. You hear them on WISN, those market reports during the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. So we get a full hour to talk about retirement on Saturdays. We do have the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Like always, Jeff, we'll hear from Aaron Kowal with the Boss segment for business owners. And you have a bunch of info for us today, a slew of information. It's, it's, this is going to be common and quirky, I guess. I don't know if another way to put it. There are things that we see every day in our office and then things that come up uh, occasionally because we are retirement planning specialists, that's a sweet spot of what we do. And so people come to us when they have a, a special condition or, or um, a special situation that comes up because chances are we've seen it. Um, the, the, I want to start with a Barron's article. This is really the sweet spot of what we'd see at the Coal Investment Group. Someone is leaving their job um, or selling a business, and how do you convert that wealth into a, a lifestyle that'll last a lifetime? And this Barron's article starts with, uh, I just left my old job. Do I need to roll over my 401k? Or can I just leave it alone? And again, this question comes up hundreds of times a year for us in our office. Um, And again, from Barron's, um, for many savers rolling over your 401k into a new employer's retirement plan uh, or an individual retirement account makes a lot of sense. Keeping your savings uh, in just one or a few places can be convenient. And I used to say that when clients roll their money into a four, into, from their 401k into an IRA with us, one of the reasons is to consolidate. Instead of having assets scattered all over the place, this consolidation is a big issue. Once you have to start taking required minimum distributions, once you have to check your asset allocation, asset allocation, and make sure it's in check, uh, it's easier to do it when you have it in one place with the Coal Investment Group. Also, if you go that route, a lot of times, you have, not a lot of times, most all times, you have more investment choices. Many times there are limited choices, limited menu of investments in a 401k plan. Um, you're perfectly legal to keep your money in your 401k if you want to, but the pros of rolling your money into a retirement account a lot of times outweigh those of keeping your money in the 401k. Um, most 401k plans offer fewer than 20 investment options, usually a mix of mutual funds. Uh, by contrast, IRAs can offer several thousand, including mutual funds, ETFs, uh, individual stocks and bonds, uh, CDs, all kinds of things, uh, where you, you don't have those choices in a 401k plan in most cases. So when you retire, you know, sometimes we're so busy day to day with our nose to the grindstone, right? Working and working and working. You don't think about what am I going to do when I retire with that 401k plan? All of a sudden you look at it, Jeff, after 30 years, 35, 40 years of savings, you yep. might have way north of a million dollars. You bring up a great point because a lot of people don't actually realize that because they've, it says the average, uh, let me see where if I can find it, uh, helps you keep financially organized. The average right collar worker changes jobs every five years and may leave a trail of old and sometimes forgotten Retirement accounts. So you mentioned, yeah, you're not going to, you know, if you see, if you have 150000 here, 200000 there, you might not think you have a million dollars, but you consolidate that in one account and it clicks over to a million bucks. That's significant that's savings. Yeah. That's, uh, um, that's some significant wealth. And whether a million is enough now and today, no. You factor this in, don't you? The oh, cost absolutely. of living and inflation. and Absolutely. And one of the things we're going to talk about in 
the wealth management segment today is somebody with a, a, about two point two million, and is that enough? Yeah. Uh, so if it's a million, two million, five million, ten million, it might not be enough, depending on your lifestyle. These are the types of things that we see every day. Somebody might ask, "Is a million dollars enough?" It could be. Somebody asks, "Is ten million dollars enough?" It could be. You don't know, depending on the lifestyle. Yeah, how much you spend, you know? and, and other sources, pensions, things like that, mm-hmm. and how much you spend exactly. Uh, but IRA rollovers can also be an off ramp to exit a bad four hundred one k. If you couldn't wait to get out of that because of bad choices, bad results. Uh, such plans, uh, investment selections may have a history of poor performance, um, and they also may have above-average administrative fees. This is a key too, Paul. Again, these are things that we see every day. Um, many, I think, individuals, uh, investors, think that there are no fees in their 401 K plan. And yet there are. If you're in mutual funds, if you're in ETFs, there are internal fees in those plans. If you have sub accounts in those uh, 401k plans, uh, you know, you, you do have fees in there. They may be lower, they may be higher. A lot of times you don't know. Uh, but the, and a lot of people are on autopilot with right. their 401k. Yep. I, I know you're not supposed to set it and forget it, but let's be honest, a lot of people, maybe in their, their 20s, 30s, even 40s, they know they're saving. They see their check stub. It's coming out. There might be a company match. But, um, yeah, all of a sudden you get in your retirement. And sometimes that's okay to a point. If you put your nose down and are burying lots of money into your 401k, that's great. Because that's the time you should be accumulating wealth. But then you have to start paying attention to it. And usually that's when people start to come to us. 45, 50 is when once you've accumulated some wealth... Again, how do you continue? How do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and then eventually pass it on to your heirs? Uh, so that's something that we do again every day at the Coal Investment Group. There may be times uh, when it makes sense to roll your 401k into your new employer's 401k. Um, a, a lot of times, that's not a good way to go. The re- the one big reason where I suggest that people do it is especially if they're younger and they think that they might need to borrow some money for college education for kids or something like that. An IRA does not have loan provisions. You have to take money out. You have to take withdrawals from it. And if you're under 59 and a half, there are penalties, 10% federal, 3.33% state penalties, along with income taxes. In an individual retirement account, an re- IRA. Yes. Yeah, so that's where it may make sense to roll your money from your current plan, 401k, to the new come. Why wouldn't you just leave it in the old one? Well, the old one, if you're an ex-employee, you're not going to have loan provisions in there. They don't want to administer a, a loan from somebody who's an ex-employee. Who ex-employee. doesn't work for you anymore. Right. Now, so, but that money could stay in that 401k. It could stay. And you're, yes. not, you're not funding it. It's just... It fluctuates with the market, right? Correct. And again, that goes back to the investment choices. Yeah. So you do have a choice of leaving it in there, or you have a choice of moving it into an IRA, or you have a choice of moving it to your new 401k. And again, the, the biggest reason that I would see, I don't see a lot of reason to put it into the new 401k, except if you think you might need that money sometime in the future, might need to borrow off of it. Again, for college education, is probably the most common one. And, and you can borrow from your 401k. From your current, from your existing yeah. one, yes. From a prior one, probably not. From an IRA, certainly not. Uh, but just keep in mind that borrowing from a retirement account reduces the amount of money that can grow tax-free or tax-deferred over time. And when to leave your 401k alone, again, this is something, I mentioned that this is going to be common and quirky. (laughs) This is the quirky one. So the the 
times you leave it, your 401k alone is when you hit 55 because there is a penalty-free withdrawals once you hit 55 in your 401k. Sometimes it's 50 for uh, certain types of government plans and other things. But you may be able to access your 401k plans penalty-free as early as 55. Now, that's not the RMD, no, it's no, just no. taking good, some good money question. Okay. Yep. So let's say that you're, you, you've left your employer. Maybe you were forced out at 56. And you're thinking, I'll just take that money, roll it over into an IRA. That might not be the best thing for you to do. And that a lot of advisors will say, this guy's got a million bucks, or a woman. I could take this million dollars, put it into an IRA and make money on that. That may not be the best thing for that particular client because or person. Because if you could, if you might need that money between fifty-five and fifty-nine and a half, you could take it out penalty-free from your four hundred one k. You cannot take it penalty-free from an IRA. So that's the time where it's a little bit quirky. We deal with it all the time. And again, I think that's very important. That if you you might need all that money, some of that money between fifty-five and fifty-nine and a half, and if you get it out without paying penalty, leave it in your four hundred one k plan. If we do a good job for you, if you retire at 56, 56, we do a good job for you. When you hit 59 and a half, you'll roll that over into an IRA with us anyway, if we're doing a good job with everything else. So we're, what, we want to make sure it's- 59 and a half. Again, the key age, that's when I can start taking RMDs from my 401k. Well, that, that now RMDs, RMDs is different. RMDs require well, that's right. I'm sorry. Required minimum. But you could take money out of 401ks. You yeah. could take money out of IRAs without penalty at 59 and a half. This is a quirky thing in a 401k. You could take it out at 55 without a penalty. Hmm. Okay. Otherwise, if you I'm roll over 55. It, yeah. So if you roll, so if you retired now, yeah. well, that's, a, that's a good example, I'm, Paul. I'm 57. So yeah. let's so just you say retire. I do. Yeah. And let's say you might need money between 57 and 59 and a half. If you leave it in, some or all of it in your 401k plan, you can access that without penalty. You still have to pay taxes on it, but you can yeah. access that without penalty. That's the thing with the 401k. You have to pay taxes when you take it out. So you're 57, you rolled it into an IRA, and you say, oh, nuts, I need to get some money on my IRA. Well, then you got to pay a penalty on it. Mm. So that's where you mm. leave it. That's the, the time when you leave it into your in your 401k plan. Let's go back to my example of let's say I retire. And I am not, by the way. I'm just <laughs> saying. What if I would? I'm 57, right? Can I take my 401k and convert it to a Roth now, Jeff? You, you uh, I, I sure mean, you an IRA, a Roth IRA. IRA. Sure you could. Okay. And you there's could. benefits there because you, you pay the taxes yes. up front. Not on withdrawal, yeah, right? So you was, convert it. You you pay the taxes. Now, again, that's yeah. a, that's a different question, and it depends on whether you're going to draw money from that because there may be some wait, a waiting period or something else to get the earnings out. Uh, the money will come out um, tax free if you're under fifty nine and a half. There may be a penalty in the Roth also. You won't I, be, you won't pay taxes on. I could let it sit in the four hundred one k. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Or and you could roll it over into a Roth four hundred one k too. Again, that's where you work with a retirement plan. This is where you guys come in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, we deal with this all the time, Paul. Uh, so where we're something might be quirky and you might, another advisor may not see this all the yeah. time and they'll say, just roll that money over to me. We say, well, hold on a second. That may not be the best thing for you. And even comp- even bigger companies don't always do the right thing with it. You know, they may, because they'll say, well, we'll have, will we do all this, this, this? Oh, you're retiring? Yeah, we got this retirement guy mm-hmm. down the hall that'll do that for you. 
and that may be may not be the best way to go. And we've seen mistakes even with with companies. Or if you're just doing it on your own, and God bless those people that want to do their own financial planning, Jeff. I just what scares me is tax hits and tax implications, big ones with and, that big of a nest egg that yes. I'm not aware of, and I could screw something That's up. That's right. We address that all the time, and we work with uh, trusted partners who are CPAs and attorneys who will also help us with that. But again, being retirement planning specialists, we deal with this all the time. So it may be quirky to somebody because they don't deal with it all the time. So it was like doing your taxes over the years. I remember when I was young, I did it myself. It was so easy. <laughs> well, now it's a little bit more complicated. I'm going to go with a professional. I think that that makes some sense, Paul. Yes, I think so. And again, we work with trusted partners, people that we work with all the time. There's no conflict of interest there. We're not paying their salaries, so they don't have to be loyal to us. They can tell you the truth about their taxes and about the legal because they're not on our payroll. So that's why we like working with the trusted partners uh, that, uh, that we love. That They're specialized in that. They're separate from us. That's a good point. Um, there's, we got a little bit of time before we have to take a break, Paul. And I want to talk about, we've had, and as I mentioned to you, um, you know, we meet regularly with, um, spouses of, of people who have passed away. Um, and it, there's a Ed Slot report here that one of the biggest advantages of a, sp- of a spouse beneficiary of an IRA has over other beneficiaries is the, the ability to do a spousal rollover. Um, so a husband dies, the wife has the ability to roll that into her own IRA. Does that make sense? Sometimes it does. This is a perfect example. Um, only a spouse benefits. You would think it would be obvious, but it's not always obvious. Only a spouse beneficiary could do a spousal rollover. You're not a spouse can't do can't a spousal rollover. Okay, let's make that. In other words, you know, uh, maybe the older child or something right. like that. They cannot very, do very it. Very good example, Paul. Yep. Non-spouse beneficiaries can't do it. It has to be the spouse. Even if there's a power of attorney with a old, they still can't. doesn't can. make any difference. It's yep. got to be a spouse. It has to be a spouse. Good point. Um, with a spousal rollover, inherited retirement account funds become the spouse's beneficiary's own IRA. And a spousal rollover can be done by rollover direct transfer. A direct transfer of an inherited assets is the safest way to get a spousal rollover done. Why would you do that? A good example, this is just, I think, a really good example. Uh, Jake, age 75, dies in 2023 without taking his required minimum distribution. He's 75, you have to take RMDs. This is what you mentioned. RMDs is required minimum distribution. That starts at age 73. His spouse, Gwen, is 68. Well, at 68, she doesn't have to take required minimum benefit, required minimum distributions. So Gwen decides to do spousal rollover. So she transfers that inherited IRA from her husband, who is required to take requirement and distributions, into her IRA, where she's not required because she's only 68. And it could be, if you think about it, a significant amount of money if you he's saved well his whole career. That could stay in the plan rather than being paid out required minimum distributions. So she'd have to take his required minimum distribution for that year. But then Gwen does not need to take an RMD for the new IRA. IRA because it's hers and it's considered her own IRA and as she is not yet 73. So again, there's a common and there's the quirky. This is another thing. Oh, where you have ages. A, you have a difference in age between one that's already taken required minimum distributions, the other one who's much younger, who's not required to take it. So, so that makes sense to roll that money into her own IRA instead of taking, uh, leaving the, the, uh, the, the, 
instead of having an inherited IRA, she rolls it over into her own. But consider this carefully. While spousal roll, rollover is a powerful strategy, it should be considered carefully. The election is irrevocable. Once the funds are in the spouse's own IRA, a 10% distribution penalty will apply if the spouse is under 59 and a half. Let's take hmm. the same example. 78-year-old guy married to a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, good. I'm glad go, you did. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he passes away. Uh, he's taking requests required to take distributions. He's 78 years old. She's not. So she rolls over into her own IRA. Mm-hmm. Now she's 50. She said, oh, no, I need to take money out. Well, now there's a penalty for her to do it because she's not 59 and a half. 10%, yet. you said? 10% federal, 3.33% state. That's quite a bit. Yeah, she got to be careful. For some people, it's a great idea. I still think it may be a great idea for her. Just have to think it through before you do it. Again, everything is case by case, Jeff, right? Yep. Every, you might be... We might be talking about seven hundred thousand, or it could be seven million dollars. Every exactly, everybody's different. Um, these are why we every week you talk about this, Jeff. You know the fifty-nine and a half. I remember you told me years ago in the show somebody in Congress probably picked a half because it it affected them. And yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. seventy and a half before that was yep. Otherwise, it just makes no sense. Why would it be half? Well, but these are the rules, and you must follow them. You don't want to get penalized, so these are important reminders. Absolutely. And again, you said summer's a time. We kind of let our financial guard down, right? We're busy going to Summerfest and the 4th of July and all that fun stuff. You can't stop the planning. There should be a sense of urgency for that. And while you're thinking about it, while you're, you know, you're listening to the show, we're encouraging you to give our office a call or go online at thecoalway.com. You still need to continue to do the, to do the planning. So what's on your mind, get it on the schedule with us. You'll be glad you did it. Again, fiduciary advisors always putting your interest first. So give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Thecowalway.com gives you information on all the locations as well. Exciting news that I don't think we've mentioned this until today, soon to be in Delafield. Yep. So all you Lake Country people, in Delafield there will be a location in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, and Heartland. Right now, if you have a question, we just send you to the office. Please call 262-522-4040, or as Jeff said, great site, thekowalway.com. When we come back, the boss segment, business owners, savings, and security. We spend a couple minutes each show talking about business owners and their retirement plan. The wealth management and preservation segment coming up as well later in the hour. It's every Saturday at 10 o'clock. Jeff Kowal is hosting today's retirement clinic. Jeff is founder and senior financial advisor. And with Jeff every week, I'm Paul Cronforst. This is WISN. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Selling a business is no simple task, and preparing for a favorable exit takes time and proper planning. There are several items buyers will want to see when looking at your business. These items will also help you and the buyer determine what your business may be worth. Here are a few steps to help prepare your business for sale. One, have a strong growth story that buyers can corroborate. You want to project your competitive position today versus what you expect to see five years from now. Two, improve EBITDA, your earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. 
If you don't like these numbers now, take action to improve them before selling and factor it into your timeline. Three, strengthen your management. Sellers typically do better when they deliver a complete management team to the buyer. Take the time to analyze your team and rebuild if necessary. Four, make an informed decision. The previous points I mentioned will help with the marketability of your business, but you still need insight on whether you should sell. Take the time to build out the net present value and net proceeds models. As I mentioned before, selling a business is no simple task. These steps will help you get started, but it is only a starting point. Working with a team of professionals is essential to you, to the process. If you are considering selling your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment, Welcome Back to Retirement Clinic. That weekly feature, the acronym boss, business owners, savings and security. And Jeff, we got to get back to our retirement talk and we got a lot of stuff coming up. But real quickly, you work with many, many business owners and their business. They'll say, well, that's my plan. They're, that's my retirement plan. That's my nest egg, Jeff. Well, that's why this is a sweet spot, spot of what we do. How do you convert a retirement plan uh, or your wealth? How do you convert? Uh, uh, convert uh, business into lifelong income to support your lifestyle, to support your lifestyle as you've grown accustomed to. And you want that to continue. And you're right, a lot of business owners rely on their business. A lot of them, we encourage them to have retirement plans along with that because uh, you never know what's going to happen to your business. So good well, to- you, you assume everything's going to be good and you'll have you'll make some money and you'll sell that business. And what What if something happens? That's the ideal situation. And even if it goes well, like a lot of the people that we see, they've done well with their businesses. So now it's time come time to convert that again to a lifestyle. How do you convert that? You've spent your whole life accumulating that wealth inside of your business. Now how do you convert that to a lifestyle? Thecowellway.com or if you hear, you know, something along the way questions, this next segment's going to be good because it's almost kind of alarming news. We're talking on the break about it. Call the Cowell Investment Group at 262-522-4040. Questions on anything regarding this show, the Retirement Clinic, 262-522-4040. Tell the listeners what you told me. Well, every day in our office, we... uh we talk about what can derail an otherwise successful plan. If it's long-term care issues, uh, health issues, markets, kids needing money, emergencies coming up. This is what we talk about every day. But this is something that I thought was kind of surprising. Uh, this is a Barron's article again. Only half of the people stay employed through their 50s. How to prepare. Again, let me read the headline. Only half of people stay employed through their 50s. Half of Americans. Yes. Stay, and that kind of was shocking. Uh, it starts about, you know, as Eric Schauer was laid off last July at age 55. He wasn't too worried about landing a new position. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. First, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're 55. Are you as attractive? You're probably going to want more money than, it, than that 25-year-old that's looking for the same position. Sure. And you think that that doesn't happen, that people will just work through their 50s. But a lot of times when companies are looking to downsize, they're saying, who's making the most money? Mm-hmm. Most of the times when you're in your 50s, you're at the peak of your career. You're making the most money. So you may be an easy target. And that's why only half of people stay employed. And that's the case with him. He was a senior manager in Albany, New York. He figured the generous severance package that he got from his company in the chemicals industry would tide him over until he found a new job in a tight jet labor market. Nearly a year later, he's been a finalist for a handful of positions but hasn't been hired yet. Out of work for a year. Yeah, he suspects his age might be an issue with this. 
Uh, once you get me in person, he says that's where it ends. Uh, his experience is hardly unique. Only about half Americans work continuously through their 50s, according to analysis of health and retirement study data by researchers Beth Truesdale, a couple other people, in a recent book, uh, Overtime, America's Aging Workforce and the Future of Working Longer. Along the top reasons, among the top reasons are being laid off or being pushed out of work, health concerns, and caregiving responsibilities, according to the authors. While lower income workers are most likely to be affected, the issue spans demographics. This we see more of uh, Paul as well caregiving responsibilities. You think, I'm okay. You used to call a sandwich generation where you're raising your kids plus you're taking care of your parents as well. Yeah. So you think of, you know, maybe you have to leave, one of the spouses may have to leave their job in their 50s to take care of an ailing parent. Well, and that's, when think about it. You're in your 50s right now. My dad passed two years ago. My mom's 82 and doing fine. But that is the age when your yep. parents are generally in their 80s, right? Yeah, that's and, right. they, and they might need your help just for things around the house and stuff like that. Yeah, the article goes on to say, common advice assumes you can increase your retirement savings in your 50s. You know, we've talked about this, Paul. No, yeah. more, you, you, no more tuition payments. Right. Um, yeah, your mortgage might be close or paid off. Exactly that, too. Um, weddings mostly paid for or <laughs> saved for. Uh, bills paid off, peak of your income, sailing along. So common advice assumes you can increase your retirement savings. Presumably, you can afford to make the extra contributions that the IRS allows for workers age 50 and over, those catch-up provisions. But for those out of work, not only can it become impossible to save, but some are forced to do the opposite, raiding retirement plans in order to be able to live. So we talked about a little bit earlier. So if, that that's backfiring because the whole point of your 401k is to leave it sit until you retire and then start making those RMDs when you need them and, or by law when you have to. And accelerating your payments once you hit age 50 so that you can, you know, you're made, allowed to make the catch up. Uh, yeah. contributions to it. If you haven't been able to afford up until that point because you had tuition, you had mortgage mm-hmm. payments, you had all kinds of bills, now's the time you can do it. If you're not steadily employed in your 50s, you're less likely to work beyond that. 80% of those who work continuously in their 50s continue to work in the next decade of their life. Uh, so that's kind of interesting, too. If you work in your 50s, you're probably working in your 60s, too, and that's what a lot of people have traditional retirement age. But going so, back to that headline, half of Americans... Half do not work throughout um, through their fifties. Through their fifties. So, but and I was going to say, is that by choice? You know, I, I just want to stop working. Did COVID push some people where they're on the bubble, Jeff, fifty-seven, like me? And yep. like, eh, you know, maybe okay. I'll just stay at home and not go back to the office. Yeah, it says pushed out of work, health concerns, caregiving responsibilities, according to the authors. So that's so not their own those choice. Those are some of those the top are, reasons. Yeah, those are usually. I mean, if if your company lets you go, that wasn't your plan. That's was their plan. You, no, that's and that's happening more and more um, in the tech industry and some others. So the the, the suggest you know don't wait to save. Yeah. You know, you say you can wait till I'm fifty so I can add more money to it. Start early. You know, and put as much as you can away. Certainly, put as much in as the company matches. You can always catch up later on if you have the income. But if you don't, you will have saved a significant amount of money. Ideally, workers will have to. Uh, been contributing to the retirement accounts all along so they won't have to catch up in their 50s. It's nice to be able to do that. Um, And it's not too late to save. I know that's almost a cliche. Let's say you're 50 and like you said, your kids are now getting to that age where they're maybe an empty nest or whatever. 
you can still start, Jeff. You, you oh, can absolutely. start packing it away and save. $30,000 a year in your 401k, $7,500 a year into the uh, IRA. So you know, I think it's actually more than that. So the exact numbers. But really, you can save, start saving aggressively, and especially if you can put it into the Roth, because all that money can grow tax-free. Uh, so you're talking about 75, husband and wife save $75,000 a year into retirement plans. So for over a decade, you could put $750,000 into those plans once you hit age 50 with the catch-up contributions. Yeah, and you might live to be, let's say you live to be 80. That's 30 years. Yeah. So can, yeah. So, so you, there are opportunities, but start early so that if you're in a situation where you can't do it, you would have put money away. They're also saying, you know, uh, uh, reduce your expenses. Check your expectations. You know, maybe you don't live the same lifestyle as you could before. Um, and you know, his advice in this in this article was says, take a lesser offer. Once you're in a job, you can maneuver your way into something better. The best way to get back to where you were is to be employed. So, you know, don't maybe not if, if this guy was a chemical engineer, maybe take a job less than that to work their way back up to chemical engineer. Yeah, golf courses need that, people working on the greens and stuff. You know, there's other areas he can go. It, it's I was talking about this. Yeah, this guy where where he still wants to have a meaningful career. Not that being a golf course. Yeah, but it, but the income is the key. I think the income is the key. And they says take a lesser job in the company you want to be in, and they have that position there that you want to be in. Eventually, you'll work your way there if you're a great employee. Yeah. Well, taking a lesser salary, Jeff, is better than no salary at yes. all, right? Yes. And maybe maybe you might end up happier. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, who knows? Yeah. Let me touch on this too, too Paul, before we go to break. The projected Social Security rates for 2024 keep shrinking. I don't know if you remember, we had an 8 point, I think it was 8.7% uh, increase in Social Security this last year for 2022. But the slowdown in the pace of inflation has lowered the projected cost of living adjustment for Social Security recipients to 2.7% for 2024. That's the projection. So that's not what it is that the actual COLA for next year won't be announced until October when the Social Security Administration compares the average consumer price index from the third quarter of 2023 with the average data from the same period last year. Uh, until then, the Senior Citizens League, uh, an advocacy organization, just tries to predict what it's going to be. So that's where this came from. It's, they say it's 2.7%. Uh, uh, consumer prices rose 4% uh, in May versus 4.9% in April. Uh, Moderating inflation should be good news for the country's nearly 70 million Social Security recipients who received 8.7% raise this year, and yet older adults continue to feel squeezed by high prices. So oh, clearly. Even though they get more money. And 62% of recipients in a recent poll by the Senior Citizens League reported that food costs were the fastest growing. You know, there are different segments of the economy. I'm telling I- you, Jeff, you walk through a Costco or something, start looking at prices. And my wife mentioned this to me. The overall bill, we kind of buy the same stuff every week. The supply, right? Two of yes. us are drastically higher than yep. a year ago. How about going out to dinner? You may notice with gratuity, you get some drinks way more than a year ago. Not to rip Summerfest, but Summerfest, you know, just finish. People are talking, the journal did an article on uh, drinks are 20 bucks, Jeff. Ooh. 
A Red Bull vodka, which is popular at Summerfest, yeah. $20. Bottle of water, $5.75. You want to get some Jack Daniels on the rocks? Fine, 15 bucks. Whatever. It's not Summerfest's fault. I'm just saying everything is right. up and nobody's forcing you to buy a drink, but the price is on everything, not just gas. It's across the board. Yeah, senior citizens are affected quite a bit by that, especially, again, different segments of, of the uh, economy yeah. inflated different prices and, and different rates. And now it still is a stickler. Still, the prices are stubbornly high. Uh, absolutely. Good segment, Jeff. When we come back, stay tuned. It's the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Uh, it's Every week, it's a feature on the program on the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is your host today on WISN. I'm Paul Cronforst. Every Saturday, we're on at 10 a.m. Check out thekowalway.com. Or if you get a question, call Jeff and his staff at 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I the Retirement Clinic is back. Jeff Kowal is the founder and senior financial advisor, thekowalway.com. But this portion of the Retirement Clinic is called the Wealth Management and Preservation Segment. That's right. The show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, once you've accumulated some wealth, it becomes important to preserve it grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs if that's what you want to do or spend it over the rest of your lifetime. That's if I your had choice. A, you know the song, If I Had a Million Dollars? I wasn't going to mention this, but Joe still brought up a good point a week ago. And he just said, when was that song recorded? So I looked it up. Is it in the 90s? Well, back in the 90s, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. That was the that's lyric. Right. This is $2 million, and he's wondering if he has enough. So that's, it fits in perfectly. Um this is a Market Watch article. Uh, but again, this show, and some people might not realize that they have a million, two million, five million dollars or more. Um, but this, uh, you have to pay attention to because once you've accumulated some wealth, you have some demands on you, both from the family, from financial, taxes, all the other things. So this one says, I'm 54 and a primary earner, but professionally, I'm exhausted. We have 2.2 million, but what about health care? Uh, again, we face these questions every day in our office, and, and so um, we try to help walk people through this. This is one is, um, you know, we talked about the common and the, and the quirky. This one is, you know, to, to try to leave work at that, we see that fairly often in our office, surprisingly. So we have to address that issue. And he says he's the primary uh, earner, six-figure income uh, he has 1.4 million 401k, $750,000 savings and investments, $400,000 low interest mortgage, valued 900,000, 30,000 various pensions, social security uh, uh, would be $70,000 at full retirement age. Uh, personally wow. he says he says professionally I'm exhausted. <laughs> In other words he's ready to to call it, pin, call it yeah. a day and retire. Yeah, at uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, John. I don't think so either. He says he'd like to downsize, downsize my career in 2026 when I'm 57. Finances aside, my biggest concern is health care for us and bridging that gap. I'm not retiring, in fact, but could look at a different job. Part-time work and private insurance is always an option. We're both generally healthy. Healthy. Well, it, it is, it's absolutely necessary to have health insurance, Jeff. Oh, yes. You lose those benefits, uh, you have to go out and get... Different um, ways to get it. But this is yeah. what a lot of people don't realize. You leave one job, go to another job, and figure, okay, I gave up the seven weeks of vacation or eight weeks of vacation. Yeah. Um, I gave up you know, the nice salary. And then somebody, a new employer, might expect you to work 
50 weeks out of the year. And he said, wait a second, I could add that. Uh -huh. So, yeah, it's for less pay. And so you have to be careful with that. But not everybody wants to exit the West, the workforce completely. Finding some sort of job to hold you over until family, uh, until you finally do is a great way uh, to keep saving, living comfortably, and maybe even getting health care. Uh, the price tag for health care alone, not for health insurance, but for health care, they're, they're estimating at the age 65, uh, somebody at 65, a couple, will be spending $315,000 on their health care. Uh, that's according to Fidelity Investments. Wait. Does not include long-term care. Let's go over that again. The, the, the cost of health care, once you retire at 65, would be $315,000. So the cost of things that you're going to need to maintain your health I mean, for once the you rest hit of, age 60 for the rest of your life oh, be, okay, be from, I was going to say annually? No, oh my god. $315,000. I'm sorry I didn't make that clear. But, for the rest of your life. That makes sense. Yeah. But probably one of the simpler choices would be to just move to another job. That's the advice that the, the market watch is giving. With benefits. Yeah, with benefits. Of course, it's easier said than done. You have to find a job you want, go through the application process, and get hired. And just like we talked earlier, you know, they've been finalists for five jobs but didn't get it. Uh, but you might want to consider a federal job. This is somebody said two of the best benefits they have are pension for federal employees and health care from the federal employees' health benefits. And you have to, you'll be working for the government at least five years. They can retire at 62 and retain health care for the rest of your life. Yeah. Some companies still offer that. Not that's, that's again, a government might. Uh, if you don't find a suitable job for health care, you're, you're not out of luck. The open exchange, Obamacare, uh, you can find subsidized plans based on income. This can be hugely beneficial to self-employed workers and those who have decided to downside their careers and many have been able to manage their income levels to maximize the subsidy. You know, not tap into 401k plans, not tap into IRAs, keep their income low so that they can get the government subsidy. Yeah. Even conservatives like that idea of getting government subsidy for their health insurance. Yeah, you don't want to tap into your retirement fund to pay for your health care on a month-to-month right. -month basis. Or living expenses if you don't have Correct. to. Yeah. Uh, Mark Maynard is a trusted partner of ours. He's been on the show. He He's has. a good guy to call. You know, If you need to bridge that gap, talk to him about it. Uh, Kevin Trubenbach another one that we work with. Again, trusted partners, not on our payroll that we like, we trust, and they're, they're not beholden to us in any way. But health care is expensive. If I'm not 65 and I can't go on Medicare, Jeff, and I'm 58, use me as an example, I, don't, I have benefits here at the yes. radio station. I would retire. I wouldn't have them, right? No, yeah. I got to go out, like you said, uh, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. And I think that you have to, to plan on spending at least $1,500, $2,000 a month. Per person? Uh, per, yeah. Yes. Uh, per person? Especially if you have some additional income. So I could be spending up to 24000 a year on private health care. Yes, I think you have to plan for that. It may not be that much, especially yep. if you get subsidies. You may not spend anything at all yep. if you keep your income low enough. But we like to plan for that amount, yeah. just in case. Um, and well, and that gives you flexibility if, you, if we plan for it. And again, this is what we do every day. If you have $2 million of assets, and if you plan for that health care cost, then you can walk away at 54 at 56 at 57 comfortably, knowing that you'll have enough money to last through retirement. We plug in inflation. We plug in um, you know, things that can happen to you like long-term care. We plug in bad timing scenarios where what happens if the market drops as soon as you leave work. So those are types of things that we're sensitive to. Uh, and again, we do that whether you have $2 million, $10 million, or $1 million. 
Yeah, that is good stuff, and I like the way you're planning. Almost like worst case scenario, right? It might not be two, two a month. Maybe it will be, but whatever. You got to plan on it. Yep. And of course, we need health insurance. You can't can't live without it, right? Yes. Um, it's good. It's good to have the coverage. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Medicare kicks in at age sixty-five, so that's when you have to start. You have to plan yeah. plan for that. Good stuff, Jeff. As always, I remember. When Rush was doing a show, Rush Limbaugh, he often talked about how he, paid, of course, the guy made $35 million a year, right? He paid cash for all Oh, I remember treatment. that, yes. He always talked about it. I just go in and pay cash. For his health care expenses. Yeah, and then you know, he went through all those treatments. Well, that's not, you know, all that stuff he was going through at the end when he was sick. Uh, he did have the publicly acknowledged addiction. He paid for, you know, and that's yes. expensive coming out of your pocket. He can afford it, Jeff, your average American. Uh, you've got to do you some better planning. plan for it. Absolutely. So we'll come back and give you more information as we kind of wrap up the retirement clinic. But there's another segment left and just got some comments. Don't go anywhere. 262-522-4040 or the com. As we wrap up today's retirement clinic, Jeff, I remember at the beginning of the hour you said it's summer and it goes fast after the fourth is done. So yes. You can't just kind of let your plan sit, right? Your retirement plan does not stop in summer. That's right. You still need to be uh, paying attention to your retirement goals. They need to stay on track. Have a sense of urgency. Give our office a call. Even if we put the first meeting off for a little while to get through summer, get it on a schedule while you're thinking about it. Give our office a call, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Great way to do this is to visit thecoalway.com. Uh, you can go to retirement planning on that on the website there and get started with us. In Waukesha, in Port Washington, in Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, Heartland, and soon to be in Delafield. We'll make that announcement when... The official move happens, so Lake Country people, that's pretty cool because Heartland and Delafield will be the two newest locations. Yes. Uh, and you're licensed in many, many, many 27 states. 27 states. Uh, that, that is a big deal. Fortunately, our clients will stay with us for a long time even if they move out of state. Monday through Friday, Jeff and his staff do the market updates during Mark Belling Show. 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks. Then on Saturday, the retirement clinic every week at 10 a.m. Great show. Jeff Kowal, once again, founder and senior financial advisor. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks. You too, Paul. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Paul Cronforce with Jeff. Stay tuned. News in your weekend Fox 6 forecast. Coming up next, WISM Milwaukee.